Welcome to the Sparkle Bomb Coach Podcast and YouTube channel, where we bring fun and magic back to your life and business. This is the space where we shift your energy so you can lean back, have fun, while being the full expression of who you are and live your dreams as you've always wanted. I'm your host, Kate Decker, aka the Sparkle Bomb Coach, and I help women to connect with their soul and intuition, tap into their desires, and magnetize everything they desire in life, business, and relationships by turning on their inner sparkle. I was so excited for you to be here. So let's sparkle! Hello! Welcome back to another episode of the Sparkle Bomb Coach podcast and YouTube channel. So today I am bringing you another gorgeous replay of the Sparkle Summit, this time with Viola Huck. So I am going to introduce Viola more inside of the episode, but Viola is an incredible human being that I love and adore so much. And we're talking about being an abundant babe and what does it truly mean and how she became from a person who was like almost bankrupt to being an incredible multiple six-figure business owner, loving her best life and all the things, being an abundant babe. If you love this episode, if you enjoy it, please take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, tag me at Coaching, tag Viola at Viola Hug, let us know, share the love. You can also share it with your friends and I'll see you inside. Bye. Yay! We are live. I am so freaking excited. Yes. So everyone, as you're jumping on, just say hi. So we are, you know, we know that you are here. Hi, Emily. Hi, Viola. (laughs) Okay. So before we dive And before I introduce you to this incredible person that I have with me today, I want to ask you all who are watching today, have you watched day one, two, three, four? Have you watched all of them? What are the vibes? Also, if you know Viola and if you signed up because like you know that Viola is the bomb, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us everything. And... Last but not least, are you wearing something sparkly? So that's the thing that we've been doing since day one. And we've been talking about a lot about like making things matter. So I'm curious who's actually wearing something sparkly. So today I have my blue sparkly antique top. I actually bought it in an antique store, so that's what I'm doing I love it. today. <laughs> I, I have, um, you like can barely see it, but I've got actually like this really beautiful highlighter on and I, I haven't worn eyeshadow in like, I don't even know how long because I've had like super dry eyes being pregnant, but I've put on like this sparkly eyeshadow that you can also not really see, but it's on. It's there. That's what matters. I love it. Okay. So let me say hi to everyone who's watching us so they know that we're here with them. And then I'm going to tell you guys. Who is this miraculous person with me here? So hi, Teresa. Hello, Tony. Hello, Kirsty. Love a bit of we. Mm, <laughs> me too. <laughs> hi, Teresa. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Amy. Hi, Claire. Okay, perfect. So as you are ladies hopping on, let us know, is this your first time watching us on the Sparkle Summit or have you watched the previous ones? And I'm going to tell you something about 
Viola. So I am so excited today, you guys, to bring you Viola because Viola is an incredible person. And she is also on top of all of that. She is an intuitive coach, mentor, author, podcaster, and the creator of the Abundant Babes brand. She coaches women in business, wealth, spirituality, mindset, and how all of those things come together to have it all in life. And actually, she and her husband are digital nomads, so they travel the world while they're building their multiple six-figure business online. So if there is some of you and you are like, I wish we could travel with my husband and like create incredible businesses and lives, you might want to get in touch with Viola and get in her circle and see how she did it, what she did it, and all of that. So welcome, Viola. I'm so excited that you're here. Kate, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. You have no idea. I just love your energy and your vibe, and I love everything that this Sparkle Summit is about. So it's super, super good to be here. And I also just thought I would throw in there because um, I feel like I'm, I will always be a digital nomad at heart, but we've actually just like signed a lease. We are living somewhere now in Ontario, yeah. Canada, actually. True to that. And I wanted to talk about that. And we're going to get to that for okay, sure, cool. because I think it's an, it's a really, it's a really cool part of your journey. So mm -hmm. we're going to address that, but cool. done a lot of the traveling and that is so just like amazing. Okay. So one of the things that we are doing here also on the Sparkle Summit is that we are being incredibly honest, raw, vulnerable, and sharing way too much information. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So I actually wanted to hop on here today and tell people what was my first touch of Viola. So you probably don't know that. You for sure don't know that. <laughs> so we moved to Seattle and I remember walking down to the Pike Place Market and I was just like walking and I wanted to listen to some podcasts and I started listening to this interview with this chick. And I'm like, wow, this person is so cool. This person is so cool. And how did she, like, I don't understand how she went from like, you know, having in such a bad financial place to be this incredible entrepreneur. And I was like, so in awe. And then I was like in Target. And I was in Target and I was listening to just like how you were, you know, I think you said either like you were getting calls from like people who like, you know, like from credit card companies or something like that. And mm -hmm. I was in the Target. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I need this. I think I should start learning how to be smart about money and do something differently. And it's not exactly when I started, but it was you. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kate, I'm like so in awe of that story. You can't even believe it. I'm just like, for those of you who couldn't see me while Kate was talking, my mouth was just wide open. I was like, <gasps> that is so amazing. Do you remember? Was I being interviewed on someone's podcast? Yeah, you were being on someone else's podcast. And oh the funny gosh. thing is, I don't even who, but I remember you. <laughs> oh, that is so amazing. And I think it just goes to show how our stories matter so much. And we never know in what way and how is it going to impact us. And, you know, another thing that I, in that moment, was thinking was like, oh, my gosh, this person is so cool. I wish we could be friends, but there's no way in hell. <laughs> And look at us. 
I know. And then fast forward to whenever that was. And I sent you a message. I'm like, hey, Kate, want to be friends? <laughs> so you guys, for those of you who are listening, anything is possible. If you want to be friends with, you know, Viola or Beyonce, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, who knows, right? I love that story. That makes me so freaking happy. Yeah. So, you know miracles and I was so excited that you are here today it's just like all the dreams coming true but being here with Viola Huck oh my gosh <laughs> okay so everyone says hi Connie hi Connie hi Michelle hi Joe hi, Connie. hi Sarah Sarah's here for the first time hi Theresa glad to be with you today we're so happy you're here okay all the cool stuff also as you ladies if you have any questions for Viola or for me as we go through our interview post them we'll get to them don't worry and interact with us as if we are just like having I don't know a fun tea party right now okay yeah so let's dive in so before you tell us how incredible you already are and how your life is amazing and all the stuff, I would love to know who were you before you became this abundant babe? Who was Viola before all of this good stuff happened? Oh my goodness. That is such a powerful question. And I feel like there's like so many parts of myself screaming right now because one, I've always been an abundant babe. I just didn't know it for a very long time in my life, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I believe that for all of us to be true. I believe all of us have so much magic inside of us. It's not something that comes to us one day. It's not something we turn into. It's something we tap into. It's something we realize for ourselves that then allows the expression of it, you know? So it's like, I've always had this part inside of me and a part of me has always known that I was a child that was super ambitious at kindergarten. I told people I wanted to be like a millionaire princess when I grew up, <laughs> when, when I was, you know, in my, like around 10, 11 years old, I like went around my neighborhood asking for donations for my band. That was going to be absolutely for sure. The number one top hit band in the entire universe called the sweet strawberries with my very best friend at the time. <laughs> Then I went on to um, change careers to a career ambitions to an actor. And then I was, you know, going to go to the same um, acting theater university that Orlando Bloom went to, because obviously Orlando Bloom, when you're 14. <laughs> went through that phase too. Okay. <laughs> and I like even had a handbag that said Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know I'm so embarrassed of my teenage self, but she was cute. And then, yeah, and then a lot of things really shifted for me because around that time, between the ages of around 14 to 16, I was struck with something that I never really thought I would go through. And I remember when I was young, I used to think to myself that I couldn't handle if bad things happened to me, you know, like I was so grateful for my life and I was grateful for my family and I loved my family so much. And I, I remember hearing a story of someone at my school's parent passing away and I thought, oh my God, I would die if that happened to me. And when I was 14, I believe I was, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And after two years of him um, fighting that battle, he passed away. And I thought I was going to die, but I really didn't. Um, I love my Orlando Bloom poster. Me too. Um, <laughs> and at, at the time, in hindsight, I can tell you this, I didn't know it at the time, but two very, very powerful things happened. One, out of that... I catalyzed a sense of purpose and a sense of passion that I don't think would have existed inside me had I not gone through that. 
because I suddenly had a knowing in my soul that we need to experience this life and full of joy and we are able to take care of ourselves and we are we should be doing things we love we shouldn't be struggling we shouldn't be um settling like we have this one life and we absolutely should make the most of it and that is still something i believe to be true so deeply in my soul and now i have an even greater understanding and i know and i know and i know that it's available for everyone a life that's better than you can even imagine and the second thing that happened is I went into my shadow of the soul years. So for literally about five years, I struggled. I struggled with mental health, depression, self-harm, doing th terrible things to try and, you know, not cope with the grief that I was feeling. And um, mm. through this time, though, I discovered little pockets of wisdom and it was in 2010 then when I finally started to make sense of those things and I had this moment where I was like I'm sick of this and I need to change and I decided to change my life and that's literally how it happened I started going to counseling I started filling my head with positive things I got into TED talks you know I think that was the first thing that I found I started using positive affirmations but I didn't know that's what they were back then <laughs> I started manifesting even though I didn't know that's what that was back then I met my husband and my ambitions just kind of like amplified from there. Well, he wasn't my husband when I met him, but in 2000, end of 2000. Yeah. And um, then to cut kind of like the next, the next phase, right? That was kind of like that phase of my life. That's where I kind of was introduced to kind of spirituality, spirituality, energy mindset. Then I had my first entrepreneurial and um visions I started my first business in network marketing in 2012 and I was so ambitious and I did so well in the first year we were making more money than I'd ever seen I was like wow this is what it means to be successful and then after about a year and a half it started to kind of like go downhill and mm. quite quick and I was very very uneducated about anything like I was just very much in the sense of everything outside of me is what makes me successful nothing about my internal work is what makes me successful so <laughs> because of that, I was living a life that was not aligned with how I was, um, what I was earning or who, really who I was being. And over the next two to three years, my husband and I got ourselves in over a hundred thousand dollars of debt. Cool. Like we had some hard times. These are, this is probably the story you were hearing as well. Like we had yeah. calling us, like I literally wanted to throw up almost every day thinking about our financial situation. It was so bad. Yeah. And I know now, again, in hindsight, that I went through this because I needed to learn what wealth, abundance, success, and validation means on an internal level, not an external level. Not mm -hmm. because I've made the money, not because I wore the clothes, not because I had the car, not because someone else told me I did a good, good job, but because I truly felt it in my soul that I was worthy of this, I was deserving of this, and this was just who I was, and that's it. And the outer world, as soon as I started to integrate that, started to match that. And in the very, very end, December 2017, I launched my coaching business. And August 2018, my husband and I decided to sell any of our remaining belongings and travel the world. And we've wow. been traveling ever since we got to this point. And I've built a well over six-figure business in that time. <laughs> Holy guacamole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's so much in that story. And I, I think know. this is so important for, you know, so many 
sorry guys, I'm like distracted by myself because now I see myself and I switched to view, whatever. But like, there's so many, you know what, one of the, oh my gosh, okay. So one of the most important things for me is that like you had all the crappy circumstances that person can imagine. And I can, looking at you right now and knowing you, it's really hard for me to picture you as a person who is not positive, who wants to hurt herself. And, and I think this is such an important part for someone who's out there and maybe, you know, you like maybe she is in a bad situation and doesn't see the way out because it's so easy to see someone like you know you or any of the other speakers that come this week like as this bubbly excited happy you know having fun with life being abundant babe and then like seeing like imagining that this person was ever something other than that and I'm mm -hmm. so grateful that you shared this part of your story because truly what it was for you is it was a choice yeah. like I'm done with this and I'm going to take this in my hands I'm going to take the radical responsibility and I'm going to build something different and I absolutely mm -hmm. love that yeah and I had totally chills because when you said that you started your network marketing in 2012 that's when I started my first business networking marketing and oh. Steph came the other day and I was talking about 2012 starting her business too and I'm like what was happening in 2012 like what in the world so <laughs> oh my gosh 2012 was the year right that was the year yeah I guess so oh my gosh so funny. that is really that is really funny and mm. That was something else I wanted to ask with that. So, you know, for someone that, who was in a really bad financial situation, then, you know, like you, you've been through a shift and then you got yourself into trouble, which me too. So there you go. <laughs> How, like, what happened from you to shift from being this person who is in financial troubles to being the person who's truly abundant? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I think this is a good question. And, and it's also like, it's also interesting to talk about how that even happened that you get in that much debt, you know, like, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, is that, you know, we were because we were earning so well for for a short amount of time, we were spending as if that income was going to keep going up. And um, I still now to this day have to work through fears around the fear of losing what I have. Because mm. I, I, that fear is still very, very present in me because it's a real thing that happened. I was naive. I spent more than I should have. I wasn't managing my money, like all of these things. And I still what have to- you, What did you spend on just to- like, So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, so it all started because um, we decided that we wanted to take a trip. I really wanted to go to my friend's wedding overseas. And um, we didn't quite have enough for the flights. So we thought, why don't we just get like a $2,000 limit credit card and we'll just buy the flights on there and whatever, we'll make the rest of the money. And I applied for a credit card online. Like, I think this is like possibly exclusive to New Zealand, which is where I was living. Um, and I applied online thinking that they were gonna like book me in for an appointment, discuss my options, I don't know. And I applied for two different ones because again, I thought I was just like filling out an application for an inquiry. 
And mm -hmm. within a week, I get a, in a, uh, get a letter in the mail with a $20,000 and a $16,000 credit card. And I was just like, oh, but we're deaf. And my husband did it as well. And he got a $10,000 one. And we're like, oh, we're definitely not going to spend this though. Mm. And then um, because of our, our poor relationship with money, which is all I can really put it down to and our naivety, maybe, I don't know, like we bought the flights and then we booked a hotel and then we ate some food and we got new clothes. And it was just like, we never, ever checked the balance. Our intention was only to spend a little small amount that we would pay back by the end of the month. But then I'm not even joking. It was a few months later and we like put something through and it declined. And we're like, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? It was just like, well, bam, it just happened all of a sudden. And then what happened is we're caught in this like credit card trap right? We couldn't make our minimum payments. We couldn't, the interest was more than it was costing. It was like the credit cards were going over and over and over and over the limits. We weren't able to pay our rent. So we're having to borrow money to pay our rent. We're not able to pay our groceries. So we're having to pay our um, money for our groceries. We're also getting married that year. So we're borrowing money to buy my wedding dress. We're borrowing money to buy, buy um, the photographer. Like everything was just so out of control that it was like, there was a time when I was making around a hundred dollars a week and my expenses were like thousands, like it was insane. And so it just kept spiraling and spiraling because of that. And it was like, when you're in that space, it really feels like you're never going to get out of it, you know? And now I look back and I'm like, it's so fine, but it's just the scariest thing ever when you're going through it. It yeah. just, you feel so little, you feel like nothing, you know, you feel like a complete F up. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, it was just like, so, so horrible. And so we like decided, okay, this is the year we need to like learn more about money. Hi, Amy. And um, yeah, I started listening to financial self-help books and I started like doing all this stuff, but what really, really started to shift is the more responsibility I took over my money. Like I remember the first time I actually wrote down all of the things I owed and everything on a bit of paper, I was just like, what is happening? This is the worst thing in the whole world. But it also let me see things more clearly. Like we changed our gym membership. We went from paying $205 a month to $60 a month just because we switched gyms, you know, like simple things that really made a huge difference. And then, um, yeah, what else? Like there was just different things like that. But the biggest shift was I started to really, really tap into this belief that we are abundant and will always, always be taken care of. Mm. And that's a big belief to take on when you're feeling like that. And when you're literally like my cycle every single week was getting calls from the banks, ignoring them, ignoring them, ignoring them. Cause I want to throw up. And then I'm like, I can't keep ignoring them. So I have to call them. So I like literally used to keep my phone on do not disturb a hundred percent of the time. Cause I was too scared of phone calls. And then oh I, um, you know, would call them and they'd be like, you, you missed your payment again, you blah, blah, blah. And I'm, they're like, you have to commit to minimum this month. And I'm like, I can't afford that much. And they're like, well, that's the minimum that you can do. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll try. And then they're like, okay. And then I'd have to call them next week and be like, I can't make the payment. And it was just like, honestly, like this horrible, horrible, horrible cycle. And I'm just grateful that a lot of the money that we also borrowed, I mean, grateful, but also like, still it sucks is like we were able to borrow money that doesn't accumulate interest like my family lent me money and things like that as well but it was just like so sickening but I had to in that find what it felt like to have abundance like 
that was hard. I had to feel truly, truly abundant. I had to feel that I was being taken care of. I had to feel grateful for what I had, which I'm just like, how the heck am I supposed to feel grateful right now? I did have a lot to be grateful for, but it was still like that feeling would overwhelm you and you'd forget, you know? And I had, that was the first thing. And when I started to tap into that, I would get excited about seeing a triple number. Like if I saw like one, one, one or three, three, three or something, I would be like, yes, abundance. And I just decided that those were signs from the universe that things were getting better. So I had to get excited about things that were non-materialistic because I had nothing materialistic in my mind to be grateful for, you know, and I had to I got excited about finding a penny. I got excited when a friend offered to buy me a coffee because otherwise I'd just be drinking water. You know, like I, w- I just let myself truly, truly get excited about all the ways I was receiving abundance. And I don't even know how or when or why it happened, but suddenly the, the, the scale started to tilt. Suddenly it was easier to make the payments, you know, and we were making decisions. Like my husband started doing extra work and Um, then when I launched my business, that went really well. And so there's all these things that shifted, but it was just like, suddenly the scale started to tip. And the next thing we know, we're sitting there. I had like this, this year, I had one month where I made over 40,000 New Zealand dollars. Like that's more than I'd ever in a job earned in a salary in a whole year, you know, every single day for an entire year, waking up to do something you don't love. And I made more than that in a month this year and that I'm just like so cool. oh, what the hell and <laughs> like I swear it happened with that internal shift like that's where it had to come from and it and I still believe that and that's like when I have like times when suddenly I'm like oh not a lot of money's coming in or I feel this fear coming up or whatever it's like I get no payments and as soon as I shift my energy and I'm like no I'm abundant what am I grateful for I'm like ding 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 paypal dings coming through and I'm like every time the energy is so powerful I love it. And I, before we go any further, I just want to pinpoint some things that you said, because I think they're so important. And one of them is that, you know, when you were in that circle and that vicious circle and that rabbit hole, it really came down from not understanding that. And I feel like that's such a, you know, so many of us don't understand money. And then the reason I was like, I was about to cry is because I felt that like we've been through that stupid cycle as well mostly because we had no idea what to do with money and I feel like there's this misconception that when you become an adult from all of a sudden you're supposed to know everything and there's so much shame around it if you don't or like I had this like shame like well I should already know I should already have that figured out now I'm an adult on paper I should know everything I should know how to be a woman I should know how to be confident I am an adult I should know how to make my decisions I should know how to deal with money and because I didn't and because I was so afraid to look at it and I was so afraid to ask someone that's how we got in so much depth as well and another point that I really loved when you said like well we didn't even well not okay I loved it in two ways like you said like we didn't even know that like and it just got declined and that's another fear right like we are so we were so scared to look at what is actually happening and the minute you start looking and you're brave to look what's going on that's what it can shift and I love that you I love Mm -hmm. that you said that because I think that takes sometimes looking at what's going on on your credit card takes more courage than doing bungee jumping. (laughs) 
honestly. And I think that's the truth for a lot of the things that grow us most. It's sometimes the scariest thing is to look under the hood of your emotions into your own darkness, you know, and it's the same with money. And when, you know, people tell me now that they don't even know how much they've spent in the past week, or they don't know what's on their bills, or they don't, you know, I'm just like, I have this like little smile because it's, I'm not just like, oh yeah, you should do this. Cause I read it in a book. I'm just like, oh, I know what that's like. But you know, one of the things that I did, and this is a great tip for people as well, is I actually reframed what it mean, meant to check my money. Because when I first started checking my money as well, right? Like it was like, I'm in a shit situation and I need to figure this out and I need to make sure I'm not getting in a worse situation. Like that's basically why I check my accounts, you know, mm-hmm. but then when I started actually wanting to grow my income and, and create wealth and be in this space where I could really, really shift things. Um, and I just thought of one other point I want to make, um, is, uh, I, what I started doing is I started deciding that every time I check my account, there's more. And Mm -hmm. I was like, every time I check my account, there's more. And if there is not like a new payment that's come in like straight away or whatever, I believe that more is on its way. I believe that I'm like sending it positive vibes. I believe that there is, you know, like I always found a way to frame it in a way that there's always more, there's always more coming. There's always more happening. And it would be like really funny things like I would check my PayPal and even though I didn't get a new notification, like the, the exchange rate changed. So it actually showed more in my account, you know, like it would be small things like, sure. look, every time it goes up. And I was like, so excited about it. And um, it really kind of changed the energy for me. It's like, I'm looking with gratitude because I know there's always going to be more. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I lost that other point, but that's fine. Okay. Not, I'll fine. read the comments before yeah. it comes back. So Claire says, once it pops, the depth sometimes don't stop. And oh my gosh, yes, you feel so dumb and small. Think it's not just me and you can break out. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many of us, but because it's such a taboo to talk about it or ask, mm-hmm. it just makes us feel even worse when that is not where we should go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Michelle says, Yes, we put so much pressure on ourselves to know things and feel shame when we make mistakes. Exactly. When there is literally no reason to feel shameful. I think now I I feel like it's maybe the same for you, Viola. It's like when I don't know something, I'm like, whatever, I'm going to just figure out and ask the people who know. And yeah. it would be shame if I didn't ask. Yeah, <laughs> that would exactly. And it's like, I feel like the more that I've kind of like had growth the more compassion I've built for myself too because it's and like love I'm just like you know like we look back at our past selves like whether we're looking past back at ourselves as a child or any time in our past like we often think to ourselves like oh she just needs a hug I just want to love her and tell her how amazing she is and one day we're going to look at ourselves now as well with that compassion and so being able to like see ourselves now in that light it just makes you feel like you know if you're trying to do positive thinking and you have a temper tantrum like I did the other day when I dropped my laptop lol still human um I (laughs) you know I just had to laugh and just have have compassion for myself like sometimes I have human moments and it's fine like it doesn't change (laughs) anything and I think one other point that I wanted to make just because this um, is like a really, really big part of it is like when people have past fears associated with um, things that they've been through. And I said before, like, you know, um, when I first wanted to invest in my coach, for example, um, this time around in my current business, I had the same fear pop up that I had back then that what if I spend the money, but I don't make more, right? Like, mm-hmm. how can I be so dumb to make that mistake again? Right. That's what I was like, literally what was going through my head. 
And here's the thing though, and I want to make this very, very clear because I was not making decisions back then when I got into debt from an aligned, clear, and kind of like higher self perspective. I was making decisions because, and I only saw this in hindsight, because I was seeking validation. I was seeking validation from whether it was myself or other people, I don't know. But I, the reason that I bought flights to go to the wedding in Canada is because I didn't want them to think I couldn't afford it. I wanted to be there, of course, they're my amazing friends, but I didn't want to have the conversation that I couldn't afford to come. So I got a credit card so I could pretend like I could come and it was fine and I was doing great you know, and when I bought new clothes, it was because I needed the newest trends to be as cool as, you know, I was portraying myself to be. And I like laugh now that I've literally been traveling with carry on only and basically I've been wearing the same outfit for a year. Like I laugh, but it's like the, th- the decisions that I made were not from a centered space. And even when I like did like kind of investy type things, it was a lot of the times because, oh, everyone else was doing it and I should do it. And there's pressure to do it. It wasn't that my whole body was giving me a yes. It wasn't because I truly knew myself and loved myself. And this decision felt like it would enhance my life, you know? So it's a completely different space. And when that fear comes up for me now, like I'm about to invest in something, maybe, you know, maybe I didn't have as good of a week income wise, or maybe something happened that brings back that old trigger. I actually remind myself that this is just a past consciousness, but this is not who I am. And who I am is someone who's learned from that and knows so much more and is so much more. And so I just mentally hug that version of myself. And I say, we're okay. We're okay. Mm -hmm. And I tap back into gratitude and abundance. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. And there is a huge difference when we make decisions out of fear that someone's mm-hmm. gonna think something. And the funny thing is, no one really thinks anything anyway. They're so <laughs> wrapped up in themselves. Or when they do, it says nothing about us. It says only something about them. And it's just so liberating to like then like step back. Like, oh, I'm just gonna make decisions for myself and for our like for my highest good or for all of the highest good and. Mm-hmm. it's so beautiful and one of the things that I truly appreciate about you is that when you talk about abundance like obviously yes money is a huge part and that's how people associate abundance but what I truly loved is when we had a conversation that was for your podcast um we were talking about abundance like how that actually is not just about money so if someone is sitting there and they're really having troubles finding the gratitude for the money and they're trying to rephrase it and just doesn't work. Could you talk about a little bit more like what else and how did you feel, how did you make yourself and with your husband feel abundant, even though you did maybe did not have that much money or you didn't spend money or certain on certain things? How, what else is abundance for you? Mm -hmm. I guess like how I would describe abundance right now, anyway, how it's coming through is um, that it's kind of like this certainty and this knowing that there's always going to be enough, you know, more than enough, that there's always something there to support you. There's always something there for you. And the opposite of that is scarcity, right? Which is the fear that there won't be enough, right? And we have this in many areas of our life. So we feel this when we know we're not in an aligned relationship and we really know that this isn't the person for us and we should probably end the relationship, but we feel the fear that we won't find anyone better, 
right? What if this is as good as it gets? We feel this when we, um, funny enough, like I sometimes feel this with food. Like if we go on a road trip and I'm like, oh my God, if I don't pack enough snacks, like, <laughs> this is like a real deal problem. <laughs> hey, snacks on a road trip, those are really important. <laughs> I'm just like, what if there's nowhere good to stop? You know, like, it's like, oh my God. And it's like, reality is I will be able to eat again. You know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the reality is you will love again. And the reality is there is someone out there for you who's going to make you feel amazing. And when it comes to money, it's the same thing. We feel scarcity around money because we fear that this is the best it will ever get. We fear that there will not be more that we will not be taken care of right? Versus abundance, snacks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, snacks is real love, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the abundance around money is this knowing that you will always, always be taken care of. And that's not necessarily something that, that integrates overnight. You know, it's not just like you have this inter internal knowing, you're like, oh, I decided it. So now I have it. But what it does do when you do choose that belief as many times as you can over the belief of scarcity is you reprogram your mind. And there was a time when my first thought was, this is bad. I can't afford it. This sucks. I don't feel good. I don't have enough. I'm not enough. This isn't enough. You're not enough, whatever. Like, you know, the, the feeling of not enough was so prevalent in my mind. And especially when I, I mean, I, I'd come out of a very, very dark time. Like, I mean, I talk about it very, you know, scan over it, but five years in this incredibly dark place you know is is a long time and I mean I, I know people go through it for longer but it was like it was a very 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 tough time and so it's like my programming was programmed to go to the but then I think there's also this little secret part of me that knew that wasn't the truth you know I, I had to, maybe I just had to believe in more maybe it was what kept me going I don't know but tapping into the feeling of abundance, even when you're feeling like materialistically or financially, you don't have the things that you want is tapping into where can you feel like you are being supported? Where can you feel like, where is proof in your life that this is actually a truth for you? Because if it's true for one area, it's true for everything. It's a universal law, which means it goes for everything. It's not just like for you, it works and for you, it doesn't. And for this, it does. And for that, it doesn't. It's universal, right? So if, if sometimes like sometimes I had to find abundance in other people's story right which is why I loved audiobooks and TED talks and all of these things so much because sometimes hearing someone else's um you know trials to triumph stories reminded me that it was also possible for myself sometimes it was like I said you know like wishing that I would see an angel number a triple number or like a look at my phone at 11 11 and then seeing it and being like see the universe has my back. Like, see, this is abundance. This is truth. And the more that I could convince myself of that through those little things, the more that I started to see it as, oh, this is actually a rule. Like, this isn't just something that picks and chooses. This is true. And the more that that became a certainty, the more I experienced it in my external world. I love that. I love that. And with the angel numbers, actually, when I met um, Zach, my now husband, at that time, I had no idea what angel numbers were, but I would just see 1111 everywhere. And then I was like, what does it mean? And I was like, Googling, like, what does it mean? And it was like something along those lines of like, you're on the right soul's path. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm going fully in this, like, you know, with 
with him and like in the relationship and like I am so happy I did whether it was for the 11-11 but it was that proof of like it works this works mm -hmm. and leaning into that beautiful relationship also helped me you know kind of leverage with that so I love that I love mm -hmm. that and it's free yeah seeing numbers it's free <laughs> yeah exactly and as well like it would just like good things would just start to happen to me that was another belief that I decided for myself that good things happen to me good things are always happening mm. to me. So it was like, you know, like I said, I would go out for a coffee with friends and I would definitely not be able to afford a coffee. So I would just order a water and then they'd be like, oh, let me get you a drink. And not because they felt sorry for me. 11, they, 11 here. Sorry. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> of and 11 waters. people watching. <gasps> oh my gosh. This is what I'm talking about, y'all. If you didn't believe me, like here's your sign. <laughs> just amazing oh my gosh <laughs> after that very very dramatic excitement I love Sorry. it um I yeah you know like I would just be like lining up with them and they'd be like oh let me get your drink today like it was not that I said anything or gave off a vibe that I couldn't afford it I'd just be like happy in conversation like getting ready to order my water and they're like on me you can have like get a coffee and I'm like oh okay you know and it was just like so and I'd be like oh my gosh and I'd call Nick on the way home and I'd be like Nick you would not believe it how abundant am I I just got a free <laughs> coffee and he'd be like yeah and we'd be like yeah like, you know, and it did not change our situation at all but how we perceived the situation is what shifted everything I love that and I know that you were talking also about like before you guys were like able to maybe go out for dinners that you mm -hmm. would like make dinners at home and make it really special right yeah like sometimes we'd be like because we were living um for most of the time through those years we were like house sharing with my mom and my sister and we'd be like oh we're not having dinner with you tonight we're just like gonna like have dinner with just the two of us so you guys eat and then we'll eat later or we'd be like oh we're gonna just put a blanket in the back of the house and like in the backyard and watch a movie on the laptop or we're going to build a blanket for it. Like, you know, it was just like really random things, but we, we found ways to like bring the energy of what we wanted into our life. And I think that's a big thing as well. Cause sometimes we say, I can't have that until I have this, but that's not true. It's like you match the energy and then you attract it. Mm. Right. So it was like, for me, if I wanted to feel this, like in the importance of date night, like I'd be like, if I like slip into victim mode, I'd be like, boo hoo, can't afford date night. So now my relationship's doomed, <laughs> dramatic. but I am dramatic. So it's just me. But, um, then I would be like, oh, actually, like, how can I recreate date night? And how can I actually have the exact same feeling I'm desiring from date night, but do it in a different way. And then it's like, oh, this is actually amazing. And it, there were some of the best times, you know, sometimes I, I honestly think back to some of the times I felt most abundant and it was in those times. I love that. Oh my gosh, I love that. And you know, that's another thing that's I, I know that when we were in a bad financial place, all I could think of was like, I'm going to be happier when I have more money, when I have that financial freedom and financial abundance. But when I, you know, sometimes people look at me like, oh, what changed from you making like $500 to $15,000 or $10,000 a month? And, and what I realized is like, you know what? not that much I'm still yeah. living my life exactly in the same way like we're still building forts and like what I remember when I'm looking back at it is the feeling like how I feel as I was as I'm doing it and and yes sometimes we do like 
you know, more things and we can afford all of these things. But in the core, like all I care about is how I feel and whether it's that in four seasons or it's, you know, on the backyard, I feel like that, I don't want to say like, doesn't matter. I don't want to like put it down, but it's just, do you know what I mean? I don't know how yeah. to express it, but it's just that like feeling inside of like, oh my gosh, in this moment, I have everything I could ever wish for. Yeah. And it's not always related to the outside circumstances. Yeah, this is exactly what I was saying before, like how I had to learn that it's like the the feeling of success, the feeling that you're chasing, you have to create it inside first. And that's why like people say like, you know, there's there's a myth, a myth among the conditioned beliefs of the world that says like, oh, rich people, rich doesn't make you happy, you know, and there's so many rich people and they're sad. And although that is a truth, it has nothing to do with money because there's also plenty of poor people that are sad, mm-hmm. you know, and there's plenty of poor people that are happy. So it actually has nothing to do with money. It's actually about the internal thing. It's just that the thing is something external will never fix a problem. Like you getting into a new relationship, like the rebound guy, you know, is not going to fix your problems. <laughs> that's going to distract you, maybe make you feel good for a hot minute, but that's it. Right. And it's the same with all of this stuff. So in, in with relationships, it's like things don't get better when you get married or when you move or when this happens, they get better when you shift things inside yourself. And that's the truth. Oh my gosh, that is the truth. And I feel like that's the true abundance and freedom because as you were saying mm-hmm. this, I just realized that I had this. So because Zach is in the military, we move a lot. So we're not digital nomads, but we move a lot regardless. <laughs> And I had this belief like, oh, it's the reason why I'm so unhappy and depressed here in Wichita Falls, Texas is because of this place where I am. And although that was true to some extent, when we moved to Seattle, Washington, a huge city, so much going on, so many people around and I could like have the potential to make a lot of friends. At first, I was unhappy the same and maybe even more because I had this expectation that when I changed the place, everything is going to change. But what truly needed to be changed was how I felt on the inside. Yeah. Wow. This happens with people with jobs too. They say, I'm going to quit my job and get another one because my job's horrible. And then they love it for the first month. And then suddenly they have the same problems, Mm. you know, like it's the internal stuff. I love that. Okay. So if there is someone right now listening and maybe they're you know, whether they're in a bad financial situation and they really want to figure it out, or maybe it's someone who is like, I am okay, but I know that there might be more. What would be your best advice? And I feel like we might have already covered it, but like, what would be your one best advice for them to change and grow into even more abundance? Oh, good question. I think it's like, I think that we have covered a lot of it, but to kind of sum it up, I would say it's like one, just like we get to choose our beliefs. You know what I mean? People say like, oh, like, like someone asked yesterday, like, how can you believe the universe has your back when things don't go your way? And it's just like, because I would rather believe that than believe the world is against me. It's like, it's a no brainer to me. It's like, we get to design our beliefs. We really, really do. And we get to choose whether we believe that we're, we're not good enough, that we can't do the thing that will never be abundant. Like, we can choose that belief, but we can also say, I would rather that not be my reality and get playful with it. Like you don't need to be all serious about it. You can be like, well, what if I just play with the universe right now? And I say like, well, okay. 
um, what if I could choose a new belief? What if I actually was good enough? What if I could, you know, be supported? What if, you know, I a sign that made me feel like I was being supported and kind of like, um, rather than having this like strict, like, oh, I chose a new belief. So now everything has to change, like just kind of get playful with it and experiment with it and like have fun with it and just bring yourself back to every time that you notice yourself thinking something that's not aligned. Like when you think of how hard it is to pay something or how they're just lucky because they have the money or you start thinking things that are putting the power outside of you when it comes to this abundance and it comes to wealth and it comes to really anything that you desire. Remind yourself that the power is actually within you and how would you rather feel in this moment? And if you would rather feel abundant, then look for something to, to reflect on with gratitude and abundance. You know, like look around the room. Like I sometimes it blows my mind how simple it is. Like I can just look outside my window and I can see the sun and I can be like, oh my God, there's like a ginormous fireball right now heating this earth so we can all live. Like this is the most insane thing in the whole universe. Like how, what, why? And it just like blows my mind for a minute. And it just took me to glance outside with a different perspective, you know? Mm. And it's like that quote, it's like a proverb, um, turn your face to the sun and the shadows will fall behind you. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I literally have chills on my butt, which is the high level of chills, so... <laughs> I love it. But yeah, it's like you, you do get to choose and it's okay to make mistakes if you're not perfectly aligned with your new belief system straight away, but just have fun with it and be playful with it and just get around people who believe similar things. And you know, you'll be, you'll be okay. You'll be more than okay. Your, your life will blow your mind. Like it really will. Oh my gosh. I love all of that. Okay. So Viola, now everyone is probably like in love with you and they want all the vibes from you and they you know they're like okay this is what she talks about when she's like in a free group and like holy crap what else can I join where can I be with her where can I pay her I honestly I just realized that when I buy things now it's often just like I want to pay this person so I have so I can like tap into their energy and into something that they have so like it's this like energetical exchange so if there's someone sitting there and thinking what can I join what can I do? How can I tap deeper into Viola's vibes? What could they join with you? What do you oh get going on? So amazing. <laughs> so right now, I mean, I have amazing programs and I have amazing one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have amazing masterminds. Like all my stuff is amazing. And I, amazing. obviously that's why you're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're, you know, based around things like money and business, like creating soulful business and alignment and energy and spirituality and all these really, really fun things. And then every now and then I have a random inspired idea that I run with as well. But right now I have, um, this program that I'm actually running for the very, very first time I woke up at 3am, maybe like a month ago. And I was like, Ooh, I need to create this program right now. And it's called <laughs> rising of the spiritual entrepreneur. And Ooh. <laughs> I know it's a movement. It's more than a program. Like seriously. Um, but my kind of idea behind it is like, I've, I've talked so often about on podcasts on interviews and all of these things where people ask me my perspective on business. And I'm like, it should be fun. It should be feeling like aligned. And what I mean by aligned is like, you have an energetic like desire and it's matched, right? It's matched in the clients that you um, have. It's matched in the um, ideas and services that you put out. It's, it's two, two, two here. <laughs> it's like yeah it's you know it's just this like it's this energetic 
vibe of just awesomeness. You know, generally it's just like, this is amazing. And of course there's still challenge with every growth, but it's a different feeling. It's just like, this is how it's meant to be. It's not struggle. It's not pushing everything uphill. It's not this hard hustle that feels like you're sacrificing a part of yourself, which so many people do, especially at the beginning. That was my story for five years in entrepreneurship, you know, before I started my coaching business. And so I know this feeling all too well. And I see it all the time where people um, either at the very start of their business. And I love if people at the very start of their business join this, because I feel like if you know this from the beginning, you're welcome, <laughs> but also like people <laughs> are in business already. And they feel like it's like, no matter how much strategy, no matter how many courses, no matter how much stuff they're doing, it's like, it feels like the, the effort that they're putting into their business isn't reflecting the results. I can guarantee you that's internal work. Like that's energetic work. That is like the inside stuff. And rising of the spiritual entrepreneur is all about how to tap into the superpower that we all have, which is this internal abundance, which is this intuition, which is more the spiritual and intuitive side that comes along with being, you know, a more spiritually inclined entrepreneur and how to use that, how to understand energetic boundaries, how to understand your own unique energetic signature to really basically be able to apply things in your business in a much more aligned way so it does become more fun and mm. that program is actually starting today oh yay yes. so yeah so, so you ladies if you feel like viola is a mentor that like you want to be in her energy that sounds like something you want to do definitely jump on that right now because yes yeah because it's so, happening i mean details <laughs> exactly it's happening right now details are 555 usd and you're in simple um, and what I am also doing for the people who are in the sparkle summit, because my programs are just like open and amazing and just like, kind of like revolving. And I don't know, I don't know how to explain it other than the fact that if you're watching this and it's after the start date, so it's after November 26th, I'm still holding the door open for people in sparkle summit. So you can still join. Yay. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for doing that for us, because I know that there will be people watching the sparkle summit replay and they will be like, Oh man, I wish I could have joined that. And now they can. So thank you very much. Okay, awesome. So ladies, if this sounds like something you want to do, definitely get in touch with Viola. I'm going to tag her also in the video and everything. So that's that. Also, Viola, if you, I mean, not Viola, like, like if you ladies want to follow Viola and like get into her vibes and maybe the program is not, like you're not ready for that. Maybe this is not the timing. Um, where else can they find you? So I'm Viola Hug on essentially everything. Viola Hug on Facebook, Viola Hug on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook are my two favorite hangouts though. And then I also have a few places you can, oh, and violahug.com, my website. But I also have a few places you can find me under my Abundant Babes brand, which is my Abundant Babes Facebook group, Abundant Babes, a home for the visionary, or my podcast, Abundant Babes, a podcast for the visionary. Or my book, actually, You Are an Abundant <laughs> Oh my gosh, all the abundance. I absolutely love that. Perfect. I'm going to definitely like put the links um, in the group. Okay, so thank you so much, Viola, for being here with us, for sharing all of your abundant babe vibes and for all of your wisdom. I'm sure that all of the women who listened and watched us are going to have so much value out of it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us. Thank you so much for having me and all of the men who are here watching live or on the replay. Thank you so much for being here. It's been awesome sharing and I am so excited to connect with you more. I love you so much and I will talk to you later and to all of you <laughs> tomorrow.
Bye. Bye, everyone.